Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Undersea Tiny Room. I am the host of the podcast, Michael and Benjamin's podcast. I am Michael, and I am joined by the man who was recently voted the 147th best podcaster in all of Ireland. It's Benjamin. Yeah, baby, up two points from last year. Win! <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, I'll take that. Uh, Michael was recently voted uh, second best podcaster of all time. Oh, thanks, um, man. Yeah, so it was, it was nice, you know. Uh, it was good for him. I mean, do I feel a bit negated and overshadowed? Um, yeah, yes. yeah. I mean, do I have feelings of inadequacy sprouting from that? Yeah. Is it affecting my relationship with loved ones? Yeah, I mean, it might be. Um, yeah. I don't know if smashing things in the kitchen and screaming in anguish is, would be considered affecting a relationship, but my family certainly seems to think so. Um, ben, but yeah, how is it go. affecting your relationship with uh, doing the theme tune? During the theme tune, you mean this one? <gasps> theme music for the podcast. We don't actually have any theme music. But I hope someone will mix them up for us. I don't want to name any names. Rachel. Ben, the reason I called you the 147th, the most popular Irish podcast host of all time, is because I don't know if you know this, but Aquaman was voted the 147th best superhero of all time by Wizard Magazine in the 2000s. That that seems a bit low for me, Michael. That, that's mm. um, uh, but we'll get to that later in the podcast, Michael. Very nice. I like the I like the use of foreshadowing. I'm, I'm yeah. looking forward to seeing that. You know, recur. That's your Chekhov's gun. You've placed it on the table, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to have to do something with that later on in the podcast. Excellent. Benjamin. Yeah. Speaking of last week, which I know you weren't, but Go on. I'm doing it anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, Netflix stole our bloody idea, the sons of bitches. The son of a bitch. Because Ben, uh, last week, I don't know if you remember. You probably do, because you were one of the two people involved. We mm. did a whole podcast about short, spooky films for Halloween. Spooky, scary skeletons sending shivers mm. up your spine. But in this case, spooky, scary shorts sending shivers up your spine. Yes. Yeah, up your shorts. Oh, I didn't send shivers up anybody's shorts, Michael. Settle down. Oh, boring mm-hmm. week, Ben. Yeah, I was I was busy. I'm covered in charcoal. <laughs> so covered Ben charcoal. Oh, what were you in the coal mines again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got the black lung pop. <laughs> Very good. Uh, uh, Benjamin, no, what Netflix did, look, Ben, that's enough jivality now for one for a moment. Let's talk about serious Netflix stuff. Ben, they released a series of short films called Don't Watch This. Fuck's sake. Bastards. We didn't get, an ounce, didn't get an ounce of credit. They definitely listened and just whipped it together as well. Whipped fuckers. it together in a day because they released it the day after we released the episode. Ben, I have had the pleasure of watching one of them. It's fine. It's okay. Uh, some of them are a bit long. Some of them are very short, Ben. They are true shorts. No, oh, um, shorty shorts. Like like two or three minutes shorts. As Who in, likes short shorts? The type of thing you would expect to see on a YouTube, not on a Netflix. The, the, the correct answer there, Michael, is we like short shorts, by the oh, way. Oh, sorry. Um, uh, yeah, for, like for future reference. Shorts. For future oh. reference. Well, Ben, I mean, do we? I live in Ireland. It's very I, cold. Mm, I, I like a long short, um, often made out of denim, sometimes called jeans. Yes, Ben, I have um, quite thick, hairy thighs. So, um, which must be covered at all times, lest it cause a fervor in the female community of Ireland. Yes, there was a legal case a few yeah. years ago. 
um, the people versus hairy leg man that's not great um you were you were <laughs> accused of whipping chung ones into a frenzy it was a whole thing yeah. ben yep. since we're going completely off topic here yeah speaking of netflix horrors did you watch the haunting of hill house Michael, you know, ghosts. Uh, Michael, can you can you can what kind of definition are you getting on the screen there from my That's webcam? I don't yeah, know I've the got, quality. I've got a pretty you, decent look at you there. Do you notice what what I can only describe as something akin to a large nebula resting under each eye? Some people would call mm. them bags under my eyes, Michael. Um and it's interesting, you get these in a number of ways. Uh they can be stress induced, um, they can be genetic, or they yeah. can be from a sheer lack of sleep, Michael. Drugs. Um and I think, well, I, I've stayed away from the drugs, as you know, Michael, since yesterday when I firmly vowed to quit them. Um, but uh, this time it's sheer exhaustion that's causing Michael, because I have seen a little bit of the haunting in Hill House. And fuck me. Ben, is that a spooky ghost there behind you? Fuck off, Michael. Leave me alone. <laughs> I can't take this. I can't take this, Michael. This is not why I got into podcasting. I got into podcasting for the sheer recognizability. Um, <laughs> ben. It's 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 quite a good show, isn't it? It's, it's uh, fucking good, Michael. It's it, production values are stellar. Mm-hmm. Carla Gugino remains the most attractive woman going. Like she's just a very attractive woman. <laughs> um, Great casting of her daughters as well. They all look they look like related. Her. It's it's yeah. excellent work all round. Um, yeah. It's a bloody good show, Michael. Um, I saw the trailer, Ben, and I thought Carla Gugino was Evangeline Lilly. They're kind of blending into the same woman a little bit. Uh, they are they are a touch. They are a touch. But Carla's got sheer gravitas, Michael. She's She's been around gravitas. for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, do you see Gerald's Game? Gerald's Game was a great little horror. I, did, she was I enjoyed in that. Gerald's Game. She was in that. She was in your favourite film, Sucker Punch. She was in... Oh, I love it. Uh, well, no, I don't actually, Michael. Let's uh, see. You've, you've, she I've, was in everyone else's favourite film, uh, Sin City, where she had to cut off her own hand. She did. She had to, she had to cut it off to stop oh, it. Oh, did she cut it off or did the man cut it off? He, he cut, cut it off, didn't he? Yeah, he woke yeah. up. But then she, I think she gets revenge, doesn't she? She, she yeah. takes care of business. Um, yeah, Carla Gugino, just just great all-around woman. You know, did a couple of dud movies at the beginning of her career and just seems to have hauled herself up by her bootstraps. Kept herself in fantastic shape, Michael. Oh, Ben, um, stop commenting on her body shape. Fantastic. Sorry, sorry. Uh, Carla, if you're listening and want to spot into the podcast, <laughs> or just sponsor me. Um, sponsor Ben. I'm That's around. kind of... In a kind of toy boy type situation. I do actually need a patron to continue my artistic career. So if you would, you know, just just throw a few shekels my way. Um, ben, can we talk about the show instead of you just sorry? About yeah. Carly anyway, in that she she acts bloody well as well, Michael. She's a great actress. Good um, acting, yeah. Um, and bloody unnerving stuff in that poxy show, Michael. Um, I I Jesus, some of the imagery, Michael. The ghosts, Michael. Oh, the ghosts. I like the ghosts, Ben. I oh, think the- that the the ghost scene at the end of the first episode. Is one of the best ghost scenes oh, of all time. The willies, Michael. The willies. The, um, the ghosts of dead willies. I love. I love the fucking format of it, Michael. The mm. the three episode arcs. The the each sibling being a, a stage of grief. Oh, it's just wonderfully networked, Michael. There's tropes in there. They're sown deep themes. Maybe we'll do a full episode about it at a later date, Ben. We probably should, it. Michael, because it's it's you could almost do one of our classic "What Even Is" episodes where we like, dissect it because it's been adapted so many times. It's the original incarnation. Oh yeah, that's Michael. true. Um, it's it a Shirley Jackson a novel. Anyway, we'll get yeah. we'll get to it. It's a Shirley Jackson novel. Good idea, ben. Back in the day. Good idea. Um, yeah. Um, Great show, Michael. Uh, the ghosts are unnerving. It's that great kind of creeping horror um, mm. with the occasional jump scare. Um, I like the two timelines. Um, it's like what Stephen King could do if he took himself seriously as a writer. Um, 
or had an ounce of integrity um, and wasn't <laughs> so into child sex scenes. Um, My friend it, Stephen King or the author Stephen no, King? No, the author Stephen King. Very much the author Stephen King. Mm. Uh, because we wouldn't want to besmirch your friend Stephen King no. at all. No, no we have less egg. of that. He's good. Um, ben, speaking of a Netflix, though. Go on. Because uh, recently, Ben, we talked about The Witcher. Yes, bloody, bloody Witcher. And how it's upsetting people. Yeah, it's fucking... Well, it's upset me a bit this week, Michael. How did it upset you, in what case? Um, in what my, type of scenario did, uh, Michael, did you find... In what kind of scenario did you find yourself upset, in, well, in some way? Uh, well, the fucking shitty reveal of bloody Henry Cavill as, yeah, as The Witcher. <laughs> it doesn't um, look great, does it? It's the laziest piece of fucking shit going. Um, they click down the... What's it called? A clacker? Is it a clacker? Is that what it is? Clacker? I, I would call it a clapperboard. It's a clapperboard. They click the clapperboard. They they clack the clapperboard. They clapper the clapperboard. I don't I don't know what that was. Um, I'm very jittery today, Michael. Um, yeah, ben, talk about Henry Cavill. Come on. Yeah, sorry, Henry Cavill. <laughs> um, and he just strolls up from out of the shadows. Um, in what looks to be a very cobbled together version of Geralt of Rivia. It looks. Um, ben, I know a few weeks ago we banned the term. It looks like a cosplay, but it looks like a not that good cosplay. Do you know what this is, Michael? Do you know what this is? Um, what? This is what, this is Joaquin Phoenix. This is Joaquin Phoenix Joker syndrome. Go on. Um, that is exactly the marketing technique that is currently being used by Todd Phillips to soothe the savage neckbeard uh, who are attacking him on the daily about adapting a show with no Batman. Um, uh, with using the Joker. Um, all of his marketing has been behind the scenes. Look at Joaquin Phoenix uh, doing various things. This is not a traditional modeling thing. Um, mm. teasers as a traditional thing are quite a polished version of something that give you a little snippet um, but Todd Phillips has been using uh, consistent kind of updates from behind the scenes and it seems to be infecting we could see the starts of a trend here Michael uh, it seems to be a way to as I said earlier soothe the savage neckbeard um, I thought it might be a way to kind of compete with the leaks yeah I think if you're going to if you're going to be trying to fight leaks why fight the leaks why not just instead control the leaks just he leak. who controls the leaks controls the universe. Yeah, just leak it yourself. Um, speaking of leaked things, Michael, have you seen the new Hellboy trailer that was leaked? No. Uh, it's, it's up there on you. Well, it was up there on YouTube. I think they've scrubbed it clean. Looks fucking good, Michael. Um, Does it? Yeah. Do you know who? Do you know who our our favorite doctor is? The daddy of Hellboy. Uh, no. It's only bloody Ian McShane, Michael. Ian McShane of Deadwood. Ian McShane of Deadwood and and of American Joy. Gods of Lovejoy and American Gods fame. Um, mm. Yeah, bloody good. Michael looks very good. He looks great as Hellboy. He's a big fucker. Um, by the time he's done, Jesus, um, looks very good there, Michael. Um, just speaking of leaks, but yeah, um, I don't know. I don't think I agree with this trend, Michael. I think it's also a way for. Uh, creators to take some of the heat off themselves. Uh, for example, they'll pitch an idea, they'll leak it, and then when everybody loses their fucking minds, inevitably as they will, because you're dealing with the internet here, Michael, I'm not saying rational adults, um, when they lose their minds, they have the the kind of, uh, a way of, of slipping the noose, so to speak, by saying, well, you know, it's just test footage, guys. Yeah. It's just test footage. The, the, they call that technique the Ryan Reynolds. The Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, I guess. It used to be a lovemaking technique, but now it's a filmography technique. I didn't know that speaking incessantly to your partner with occasional, you know, side jokes to meta screen, off screen people was called the Ryan Reynolds, but that's what I've been doing since I've been old enough to, to <laughs> lay with ladies. At least from the start of this podcast, for sure. <laughs> ben, 
I, I have no idea what we're talking about. You've completely, you've flummoxed me with your train of thought. You're like a young... You and every woman James I've ever... George. You and every woman I've ever slept with, Michael. Flummoxed. Completely flummoxed. <laughs> completely flummoxed. Oh, Christ. Uh, we were speaking about Henry Cavill as the Witcher. What did you think of it overall, Michael? He's missing a few key attributes. He's missing a scar above the eye. Well, uh, Ben, it looks like they might be going back to the beginning. Mm. You might get his scar. I think it's going to be a season two reveal. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be a, here's the origin of this guy because uh, despite all of the fans having read all the books and played all the games, this is a new start. So it's going to be right from the beginning and he's going to be a fresh-faced young witcher. Uh, Michael, you and I are, are big fans of controversies surrounding various things. Um, or rather, <laughs> rather, we like to, <laughs> rather we like to pull it yeah, apart, Michael. That's often how I describe myself, Ben. I'm a big fan of controversy surrounding things. Yeah. Um, and as as two fans of controversy surrounding various things, yeah. um, what yeah. do you think of the whole thing with the original creator and uh, Project Red? Have you heard uh, of I this? I don't know. Nope. Ah, okay. Tell so, me. So, uh, Michael, as you so aptly pointed out to me, uh, once upon a time, you snared me in one of your classic conceits. Uh, oh, I gotcha. And I said that it was a series of short stories from that America but it's not at all Michael it's, no, um, it's from a series of sh- from Poland yeah um, and the man who wrote these particular things is none other than and okay I'm not going to get this right but I'm going to try uh, Andrzej Sapkowski okay yeah um, well uh, once he heard that um, the wonderful wonderful world of Witcher was being brought to Netflix um, he's been trying to sue Project Red or a CG project, companies. sorry. The game company who owns the rights to The Witcher now. Right. Um, and the reason for that is, uh, originally, originally, when he gave the rights to the game company, mm-hmm. he took a one-time payment. Right. And as we all know, that's a terrible thing to do with your property, Michael. Yeah, because uh, that's where you end up getting no money. Yeah, you're supposed to take a dividend. But he was fairly certain that his series would not be adapted into a good old book. Uh, a good old game. Uh, And so he gave it away uh, for a one-time payment. And now that it's making some serious moolah, Mm -hmm. he wants his bloody money back, Michael. But he's got no... uh, Hasn't got a leg to stand on, so to speak. Does he have no... Is he disabled? Uh, No, he's not disabled. Um, But uh, very funnily enough, one of the headlines I read was groundless. That's why he hasn't got a leg to stand on. (laughs) It's groundless. Um, But yeah, he... Uh, he kind of shot himself in the foot, Michael, and disabled himself. Um, <laughs> You're mixing a lot of metaphors here. Ah, look, um, you and me both, buddy. Well, just me, actually. But still, um, he kind of shot himself in the foot a little bit earlier when he expressed um, kind of his regret over giving them the rights for a one-time payment. Um, I uh, Let me see uh, if I can find the exact quote. Uh, da, 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 oh, this podcast magic, man. No, can't find the quote. Anyway, Don't worry doesn't about it. doesn't matter. Um, it's interesting, but apparently he's a bit of a dick all around. Uh, this uh creator. Um, yeah. Based on what? Um, no, there's like he's notoriously difficult to work with. If you meet him at conventions and stuff like that, he's a bit of a knob. Um, mm. he's just not. He's just not one of these. Great lads. Um, and yeah, he's just kind of kicking off and kind of told them that it wouldn't be much of a good game and whatever and to give them the money now. He demanded the money basically back in the day. Um, Project, so he was hoist by his own petard. Yeah. Uh, Project Red tried to get him to give him the rights for a share. Um, 
but yeah, uh, he didn't uh, didn't take them, and now yeah, sounds like it's his own fault. Yeah, hoist by his own petard. Uh, I don't know how to say. I don't know much about The Witcher, so I can't give a nice analogy. But yeah, what what it, I just find it interesting, Michael, in this world of digital right management and you know claims to mm-hmm. various things. Um, but that's happening. It seems that The Witcher is plagued by controversy on all sides. On all it, sides, Michael. It's interesting. I don't know what how that I don't know how that deal would have worked. But it's it is interesting that he was has somehow given away the rights to a TV show, to a game company. I think he wholesale gave the rights to representation of the character. Um, Did he? So I, he had finished writing books about it when they started the game series. I don't know whether it's to do with adaptation or visual rights. I don't know if it's a uh, visual adaptation rights. I'll have to look into it, Michael, for next week. Yeah, you, you look that. into it there, Ben. You look into it for next week. I'll Benjamin, speaking yes. of things that are getting adapted to date, what would you think about watching a Falcon and Winter Soldier TV show? Uh, I have to be honest with you, Michael. I don't think I'd give a shit about Falcon. Oh no! Um, I'd, I'd I'd watch an old Winter Soldier, um, but I don't know if I care that much about Falcon. But he has Michael. the flap flaps. Uh, that was a terrible choice of words, Michael. Um, but yeah, he does have flap flaps. Uh, indeed, yeah. he does. Big, bright red flap flaps. Um, yeah. sometimes white flap flaps. Um, sometimes star spangled flap flaps. Um, yeah. depending on which flap flaps you're looking at from which flap flap era. Um. But yeah, I I I wouldn't be interested in that. I'd be interested in a solo, uh, solo Winter Soldier thing. I'd be You'd interested be more interested in a solo Winter Soldier than a buddy, buddy buddy Winter Soldier. Imagine Falcon could be flying, holding Winter Soldier, and Winter Soldier has a gun, and they're flying through the air together, shooting bad guys and having a laugh. Um, I can literally tell you how that will go, Michael. Uh, Winter Soldier will be like, oh, I hate this. And Anthony Mackie will go, ha ha, and spin him a little bit higher, and that'll be the the laugh. And they'll begrudgingly yep. come to respect each other over time, and it'll be shit, Michael. Um, because that the world is brilliant. the world is filled with buddy buddy things. I think uh, a nice espionage, Nikita style, going through the casebook of the Winter Soldier uh, back in the day in Soviet Russia would be real nice. I totally disagree with you there, Ben. I don't like going back and filling in the gaps. I know you don't, Michael, but um, look, it's if it's a choice limiting. if it's a choice between flap flaps or gap gaps, I'll take gap gaps every time. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> ben, <laughs> there's a new film coming out um, at the end of the year. Oh, Ben, guess what, Ben? What? Here's an interesting thing. Uh, it was this week last year that uh, Thor Ragnarok came out. Oh, great film, Michael. Great film. Wasn't that a great film? You know what, Michael? Retrospectively, still a great fucking film. Uh, yeah. Not a not a bad word said about it, uh, mm. and never has something been more justified. It wasn't hype, Michael. It was just one of the best Marvel films to ever come out. Yeah, it was brilliant. But here's yeah. the interesting thing, Ben: we're kind of lacking a nice November release this year. We don't have anything, Michael. It's pretty, pretty, pretty barren out there. It's a bit of a dry period. Hmm. Hmm. Dry state. Hmm. So, mm. Ben. Yeah, that means that the most exciting thing we have to look forward to in the coming weeks is the film Aquaman. I don't know why I'm singing anymore. Uh, well, I I can kind of guess why you're singing like that. Um, because traditionally, Michael Aquaman's a bit of a a, a laughing stock, wouldn't you say? Yeah, so we're Ben. Here's an interesting thing. Just before we start, mm. uh, you and I are both Irishmen. Irishmen, and despite being slightly different generationally, we both say Aquaman. Are you supposed to say um, Aquaman? Well, Aqua is definitely how it's said in every trailer. 
and that's how he's if anyone says i don't know if anyone will actually say it in in the in the movie it's, mm. it's one of those superhero names that you don't really need to say it's kind of stupid it it is very stupid michael very derivative um but mm. not stupid enough to stop them from having two aqua lads an aqua boy and i think an aqua, aqua baby an aqua teen i think it was an aqua teen no that's point. aqua teen hunger force you're thinking ah 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 Ah. Uh, there was Aqua Baby, but yeah. So we're going to stick with Aqua, Aqua. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, like like the ill-fated '90s group of your. Um, they were not ill-fated. Aqua were quite successful. Okay, the the not so ill-fated group of your. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, Mike, do you want to set me up there for the for the for the role? Ben, what 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 even what even is an Aquaman anyway? <laughs> Yeah, so was that the setup you wanted? Um, yeah, that's what I was waiting for, Michael. Oh, um, look, there's the gun gone off now. The Chekhov's gun from earlier in the episode oh, very good. Um, has officially been fired. We've fulfilled Chekhov's law of suspense. Hope we're all good now, guys. Everybody can sit down, relax, and just take in some nice information about Aquaman. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Aquaman's an odd one, Michael. Um, He's quite, an odd fish. Quite uh, well played, sir. Yeah, well I've got played. lots of them. I've got oh, lots of them. Oh, I, I'm looking forward to it because I've got lots of research. So I'm going to need something to break that up with a bit of levity <laughs> now and then. Um, but uh, yeah, basically... Come on, Ben. Let's keep it flowing here. Keep it Aquaman- flowing. Oh, excellent, Michael. I'm not going to get a word in edgeways. I can't wait. I can't wait, Michael. Um, but yeah, look, um, Aquaman is kind of divisive as a figure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could say he parts the sea on either no, side. Good, yeah. Swish! Um, but yeah... Um, Aquaman's an interesting one, Michael. He he made his first appearance in 1941. Ben, you should have said first debut. That's one of your famous catchphrases. First debut. Uh, he made <laughs> his first debut, Michael. We'll, we'll cut out the original one and make me look like an ass. It's fine. Uh, it's the beauty of editing. I can look like an ass 100% of the time, every time. Ben, um, for both you and the listeners, we are recording this later on Sunday night than, uh, than is usual. Clearly and it affects my speech patterns, Michael. Yes, Sweet but Ben, Jesus. let me tell you this. Let me tell you this for nothing. Mm. I will not be editing that out because oh. I will be doing this as quickly as possible so I can go to bed. That's very fair, Michael. <laughs> That's very fair. Uh, and you're very kindly taking the lion's, uh, the lion's share. Well, not the lion's share. What's the, what's the hall one? God, I'm mixing metaphors all over the place. Doesn't matter. You're talk, doing all the work. About, talk about Aquaman there. Um, Aquaman was uh, originally appeared in 1941. A long time ago, Ben. Nineteen forty-one. How many years ago was that? How many years ago would you say it was? Seventy-five. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> what was it? Seven. <laughs> that's, that's brilliant, Ben. Well done. 70, Never change. What is it? In actual fact, seventy-seven. Is it seventy-seven? Mm. Seventy-five wasn't bad for an off-the-cuff guess. How no, dare you? Close enough. Yeah. How dare you, sir? <laughs> um, yeah, well, anyway, he's about 77 years old. He has a 75th universe, uh, anniversary there. Well, back. He's one of the long-running ones, uh, mm. Michael. He's been around, and I think one of the more interesting things about Aquaman, everyone kind of has a little bit of a skit at him. He's, he has remained popular. Aquaman is one of the few people... So, as I said earlier, his his first publication was in 1941 in a, in a branded comic called More Fun Comics. Great right. name, great name, um, and he was kind of a backup character uh, during that time. Michael, bit of a bit of a, as you said, an odd fish. He'd stick him in the back there, and he'd have interesting adventures. And he usually narrated his own adventures, um, which is kind of interesting. Um, uh, did you ever see um, Batman: The Brave and the Bold, the animated series? 
Yes. Yeah, so um, there was a version of Aquaman in that, big, brash, and bold, and he would say, outrageous! Do you remember that? Yeah, I yeah. do. He was very good. Um, he was an excellent character. That is actually a bit of an homage to the original Aquaman stories because he would narrate his own adventures, and there were episodes where that Aquaman would narrate what Batman was doing. Um, and so there, there was a little nod to the original ones. I think, you know, when when we think of the DC superheroes, They've always had very clearly legacy-based origin stories. You don't really fuck with Superman's dying planet. You don't really mess around with Thomas and Martha Wayne getting a serious case of lead poisoning. Um, mm-hmm. You know, um, I believe they were shot then. Yeah, we don't. Uh, well, yeah, um, very, very good there, Michael. Thanks for clearing up my analogy. I spent hours writing that. Oh God, <laughs> you stepped all over it. Um, but yeah, you don't really mess with those. But Aquaman has three different origins right, at various times that have kind of uh, shifted in and out like the tide, Michael. Like the, like oh, the tide. It. Yeah, no, you can fuck off. You stepped all over my fucking carefully crafted analogy. Um, you can get out of here. Um, but yeah, so the original one is very strange, Michael. Mm-hmm. The original one sees the father of Arthur Curry, right. a man called Tom Curry, who was not a lighthouse keeper. Right. But a deep sea diver. Okay? Jacques Cousteau. Yes, yeah, similar to a Jacques Cousteau. Anyway, he's one of the world's greatest deep sea divers. And when this lad is off deep sea diving, what does he mm-hmm. find? Only the lost city of Atlantis, Michael. Get out of here. Only what the are, lost what, city of Atlantis. What are Atlantis. the chances? I mean, it's a classic, Michael. It's a classic. Um, so he finds it. And he's so smart, this deep sea diver. He finds mm-hmm. a way to get into it, right? Yeah. And he has a little son, little infant son at that time, Arthur Curry. Arthur yeah. Curry. Hey, see. AC, classic. Um, that's the small fill reference there for anyone keeping up. Um, but yeah, um, he brings him down there and he starts yeah. a little house down there. Um, as, as you do. And he's so smart, Michael, that he kind of starts unearthing the ancient secrets of Atlantis and he teaches his infant son how to breathe underwater. Mm. Now, it's too late for him, Michael, because he's an adult. But on a yeah. younger mind, he can teach him how to breathe underwater. It's real easy. Um, if you true. If you follow... Yeah, patently untrue. Um, and this is where the origin of... Just in of, case there's anyone listening there who drowns their child after listening yeah. to this episode. Whatever you do, ladies and gentlemen, do Don't not... Do, do not try and teach your child to breed underwater. They can't do it. Nope. It's, un- right. it's undoable. It's undoable. Undoable. You have to cut little slits in them. No, no, you don't. So that they have no. gills. No, no don't, don't do that either. You don't. don't. Do that. You don't. Don't do either um, of those things. If any lawyers who do pro bono work would like to sponsor the podcast uh, please get in touch with me at the end of the podcast don't talk to michael he'll just get us into more trouble um yeah don't 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 go harming your kids near water okay just don't do it keep them out of it if you have to sign them up for swimming lessons do that that's a great idea go sign them up for swimming lessons but don't chuck them into the water ben in an aquaman related bit of news i can't swim you're working you're working on it though i am but i think possibly because my mother uh, thought she might have to cut gills in me in order for me to be able to swim. I mean, it's a, it's a messy enough business to deter anyone from doing it, Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't blame her. It was probably a wise decision at the time. Financially risky. Um, you might have died. It was a whole thing. She loved you enough not to cut gills in you. Yeah. If nice. anything, if anything, Mammy Mick was was lovely. Um, that's not how naming works. I can't, I'm not allowed <laughs> to use your full name. We're, we're supposed right. to be avoiding that in future episodes. Oh, well, I certainly was trying to, but it doesn't matter. Doesn't Look, matter. Here's my address. My address uh, is. Uh, <laughs> just, just, so the father, the father taught him how to breathe underwater. 
Yeah, so that's origin number one, science. Michael. And that's that's all the way back in 1941. So, I mean, that's not that far from the 1930s and kind of the miracle of science magazines and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, we're not too far from that kind of era, you know. Yeah. So it's, it's understandable that 1941 still has some of this going on. But anyway, as time goes by, things move on. And Aquaman uh, reaches the Silver Age quite easily. Mm-hmm. What's interesting is, Michael, he's one of the few backup characters that makes the transition to full-time hero he gets his own series and that's largely in part due to his his huge popularity at the time um this is a really interesting thing about aquaman so aquaman gets his own series uh, in the silver age um, and he's never actually slumped his sales through thick and thin have never yeah. really slumped hmm. now they've they've struggled to bring in new people they've struggled to be taken seriously as runs but hardcore aquaman fans are Aquafans. apparently Aqua fans. Oh, that was such an easy. Oh, I shame on me. Um, are so into him that he doesn't really suffer sales wise, um, which is interesting. So his second origin kind of came in the Silver Age. They rebranded him a bit, and this is where we get the classic. My father was a lightkeeper. My mother was a queen of Atlantis. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my mother was Nicole Kidman. And this is where the strong Atlantean mythology starts to come in he's very much a a dc version of namor this is interesting ben um i always used to call him namor until i heard it spoken uh, but apparently namor is the correct way to say it was namor the the marvel submariner was he the prince of atlantis before i mean the man was the prince of atlantis i'm not sure let's let's do a quick little searchy search here michael i'm not sure is the answer but anyway uh, the Silver Age brought the, the, the kind of living city of Atlantis back. Um, the, the previous iteration had been a dead city. It was an ancient ah, city that his father city. found. Okay. Um, but now we had a living Atlantis again. Um, and he was the son of both worlds. What set Aquaman apart from Namor? Because Namor is a bit of a dick. Um, a bit of a dick. And he's but even more sexy. of a dick now. He's he's back being a dick. He's planning a... It doesn't matter. We're not talking about Namor. We're talking about Aquaman. Can you um, talk about Aquaman without talking about Namor, Ben? Not really, Michael. That's the trick. Um, I will say that, that Arthur Curry, Aquaman, has a lot more dignity when it comes to dressing correctly. Namor <laughs> loves a pair of Speedos. Um, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with a man who's yeah, proud no, of his body. Nothing wrong with that. So, uh, the original Namor... Uh, I don't think he was a Prince of Atlantis. He was one of the original defenders. Not Netflix defenders. Fucking World War Two defenders. Captain America, the Human Torch, the Submariner, um, and... Uh, Some other chancers. I don't know the other one. He became Prince Namor, the Submariner, later. In hmm. 1968. Ish. Uh, well, actually, it might have been more around 1962, but his first series was 1968 he was his first so appearance was, was in fantastic four in 1962 so he was just an underwater man yeah so which of them was became prince of atlantis first because namor is namor predates aquaman that's by a, a couple good, of years that's a good question he was but 39 which, he was 39 yeah, but i don't know which one of them became prince of atlantis first that's a good question isn't it i mean they're very closely modeled parallels Mm. Um, Michael, it's it's a tough call. Um, Interesting bit of Namor fact, Ben. Go on. While, while I was researching for this episode, I don't know if this is a true fact, but yeah. a lot of people seem to believe it. Namor was the first superhero to be able to fly. Really? Yeah. 
when huh. when uh, when he flew, he flew from his first appearance in 1939. With this little man was still just doing long jumps. Yeah, leaping tall buildings in a single bound, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. With his little winged feet. Hmm. That was shite design, wasn't it? God, that was. Well, Ben, it was early superhero days. It was early superhero days. Concept from the gods. Oh, it was Hermes. It was bloody, mm. really bloody Hermes. Oh, Michael, do you know what? What then? You're, you're a good egg. Um, I'm always looking at things. But anyway, whilst the popularity grew of our good oh, friend yeah. Aquaman, um, in 1968, um, Namor became got his own series. And in 1967, Aquaman took part in the ill-fated cartoon series Super Friends. It wasn't ill-fated, Ben. It was one of the most popular cartoon series of all times. Ill-fated for Aquaman. Um, <laughs> and, and the reason I say that, Michael, is um, the Silver Age had done quite a bit of work to rebrand the powers. So the original run as a background character had him speaking to fish. Yeah. Okay? Now, he literally had cheery little conversations with fish. Nothing wrong with that. Ariel, the little mermaid. Look, it's fine. I have nothing against it, but it doesn't give you a lot of gravitas when you're up against the lads. Um... However, mm-hmm. however, that was very loud. Um, I'm gonna have to edit that out before I send it over to you. Well, however, then you'll desync the audio, Ben. Don't do that. However, however, the Silver Age began to make it so that he could telepathically command fish. So he mm-hmm. didn't so much talk to them as push them. They increased his invulnerability. They made him as strong as Superman. He got hydrokinesis, which is a bullshit term for he could make water do what he wanted. Um, And it really started to flesh out his kind of character arc. We had, this is where we got introduced to Volko, um, who was his advisor in Atlantis. Mera, Mm -hmm. who became his wife in several iterations. Ocean Master, who's his evil twin brother. Well, not twin, twin, not his evil twin brother, his evil half brother. Black Manta, who is still probably his greatest arch nemesis. Yeah, he's a bit lacking in the nemesis department. Um, yeah, Black Manta's a good one though. Black Manta's Black he's Manta's got helmet. some. Black Manta's got some cojones. Um, so it's you know it's good. But anyway, the thing that undoes all this is only 1967's uh, Super Friends. Go in on. 1967's Super Friends, Michael, we bring back the talking to fish. Um, mm-hmm. We we bring back um, well. We kind of limit Aquaman. He can't do anything if no water is around. Yeah. And that was a way that they always kind of tied his hands. Yeah. Because when you've got a lad who has command over the seven seas, Michael, you've got to find a way to tie his hands. He's a bit overpowered for a kid's Saturday morning TV show. No, if you have Superman in it. Uh, Superman had kryptonite every second day, Michael. <laughs> we had a way to take care of that business. In a lot of ways, Ben, you yeah. are airman. As in, because you you if you don't have any air, it limits most of your powers. It, it does. It really does. I we're both airmen, Michael. Yeah, two pair of airmen. I would hazard a guess that you'd probably survive longer with air than I would, um, without air than I would. But um, that's due to you being a man who regularly exercises and me being a man who doesn't. Um, <laughs> you know, um, there are many reasons Human for that, frailty. Michael. Um, I'm very frail. That's why I like tropes so much, Michael. They make me feel warm and safe inside. Um, here's the thing, right? You're saying that Super Friends was uh, kind of a low point for Aquaman. I disagree. Okay. Because did you know that in 1972, the action figure corporation Mego mm. released their first line of action figures? And Mego, Ben... Mego, that, it was a different time in the early 70s. Okay. So they got the licenses, basically, for all superheroes. 
good across all companies and all media oh man what a, what a day that would be today i know it'd be incredible so they had for example um the the green hornet they had okay. rights for the green hornet and spider-man and benjamin do you know who the first four characters in the first wave of their superhero line were I'm guessing it was Aquaman, Superman. Uh, 1972, Ben. Superman, Batman, Robin, and Aquaman. That, that makes more sense. four most popular superheroes of the time. That makes a lot more sense. That makes a lot so, more sense. I think that in the Super Friends era... Remember, the Super Friends had bloody... What, are, what were they called? Zim and Zam? Bloody... Yeah. The twins. The Wonder Twins. The twins, yeah. The Wonder Twins. The, so if you needed someone to make fun of, you had those dweebs. Um, well, uh, Michael, just to add to the to the the burning pyre of Aquaman's dignity, um, he he rode around on a giant pink seahorse, Michael. And why wouldn't you? Um, you had to get no somewhere. Such, there's no such thing as a giant pink seahorse, Michael. There's no such thing as a man who has the power to control the aqua. Well, first of all, you and I have not been to Atlantis, so we don't know that, <laughs> Michael. We don't know well, that. Don't don't, don't go around. Where are you getting, are you getting this no big seahorse statement then? You son of a bitch. Yes, seahorse denier. Ben, so what I'm saying is, I think that a lot of the negativity towards the Super Friends Aquaman, and Ben, I'm not old enough to have been there for this, so I never saw Super Friends, but I think a lot of the negativity towards Aquaman didn't come from then. It came from uh, later. Okay. It came from Cartoon Network in the late 90s and early 2000s. Doing what? Joking about Aquaman being yeah. useless. That, that did become a thing, but I think the roots of that were probably from Super Friends. Um, well, I think they use Super Friends is what I'm saying. Yeah. They use clips from Super Friends to make fun of him. But Super Friends show itself didn't really make fun of him that much. Mm. Then again, Ben, I don't know it that well. Um, no, it wouldn't. I, I think that's probably what made it worse. Is In no way was Aquaman joked about on Super Friends. But he was incredibly clean-cut, moral, mm-hmm. and wholesome. Sounds like a good bloke. Uh, good bloke, but easy cannon fodder for later adaptations. When things started getting a bit meta. Yeah, when we when we enjoyed the meta. Like, for example, he's always the key joke in any robot chicken special. And I know yeah. that isn't really much of a benchmark. But he was the go-to joke for a long time. Now... This led to a number of things. But of course, comic books, uh, comic book creators who seem to lack an understanding of the word subtlety. Um, <laughs> uh, basically, the way they tried to correct this was to make him an edgelord, Michael, several yeah. times throughout his thing. His barbarian reimagining. Yeah. So this is kind of how we got to the 1990s run uh, by, a, by a man called uh, Peter David. Um, and, and Peter David, my God. My God, did he did he rough and tumble Aquaman up? Yeah. Um, so, the, so the first thing Long that Peter uh, the first thing that Peter David did was he gave him a brand new origin because we we like to re scrub the origins now mm-hmm. and then. Um. So uh, Arthur Curry's father uh, became his adoptive father on Earth, and he was actually yeah he was actually um the son of Queen the Queen of Atlantis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and an ancient Atlantean wither called Atlan. No, uh, oh. ten out of ten points for creativity there. Mm-hmm. Uh, ancient wizard of Atlantis, Atlan. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that's who he was the son of. So that's his royal kind of heritage. Um, and that that doesn't do much, Michael, except that 
all of a sudden, um, we kind of tore the rug out from under Aquaman. So the man he believed to be his true father yeah, um, was not his true father. Oh, um, classic. We've all been there. And so what, what happens there is... Uh, <laughs> have we... <laughs> Um, I'm going to have to ring my dad after this and ask him if he's got something to tell me. <laughs> um, shit. Uh, but anyway, what happened there, Michael, was then we got a very brooding Aquaman. Yeah. Um, a brooding, unhygienic Aquaman. We gave up shaving. We gave up getting no. the regular haircuts. Hold on, hold on. Um, Not shaving doesn't mean you're unhygienic. We we didn't have our battle armor. You would say that, Michael. You would say that. Uh, you bloody razor denier. Um... <laughs> Yeah, see, I'm calling it back, Michael. I'm, I'm taking things from the past and weaving them back into the present. Um, but yeah, um, we got a very brooding Aquaman. He mm. loses his hand at one yeah, point. Yeah, gets chopped off. Gets chopped off. What does he do there, Michael? What does he do there, Michael? Probably bloody shoves a harpoon in there. That's not That's hygienic. That's exactly not hygienic. what I would do. He snaps a harpoon off and he shoves it into the socket. Um, and we get a very aggressive new Aquaman and his powers get a bit of a boost um, all of a sudden he's kind of a Superman level strength wise mm-hmm. um, what kind of takes him out of there is that he's not nearly as durable as mm. uh, Superman he's only a bit bulletproof isn't he uh, yeah and then he becomes I think the tricky thing there Michael is he becomes a lot more like Namor all of a sudden yeah, see? he becomes a, a an eco warrior surface hating kind yeah. of guy and Atlantis I, I, first I think yeah exactly um, Atlantic's it yeah air, air breathers lives don't matter kind of guy yeah. um, and so this kind of reaches a peak and a, a great way to see this character development is to take a look at the Bruce Tim Justice League series where Aquaman mm. makes an appearance over three episodes um, Ben interestingly only three episodes only three considering episodes considering he's one of the founders of the Justice League one of the founders but he didn't fit into Bruce Timm's vision of the league no um, but he does come back in this and I think he doesn't fit into Bruce Timm's vision of the league because he was too edgy at the time of the creation of that league oh. um, that run was still in full effect with Peter David um, and he was a very aggressive character all of a sudden he had um, you know he kept that beard shaggy hair warrior king attitude for a long time and um, yeah hook handed um, the hand changes now and again he has a water hand a water kinesis hand. hand here and there um, I don't know if that you know it's all interesting but anyway um, it's a great way to see a summation of that character is to look at that Justice League episode where he's just a bit of a dick Michael um, yeah. and then I think what's kind of saved the character in recent years Michael is is the rebirth of DC the new 52 and rebirth um, hmm. Jeff Johns got his hand on the character um, as we know Michael in the DC universe if you give Jeff Johns your character um, two things are going to happen um, you're going to get first of all a fantastic artist who will sign on to do it with you um, who did they get he has some of the best uh, no Jeff Johns did the designs uh, okay. Je- Jeff Johns occasionally does art but I think Gary Frank joined him in uh, rebooting the original thing Gary Frank does some really fantastic um kind of almost real to life superheroes um great at a gritty redesign but not does he have a uh, seahorse no he goes back to his classic design michael um he's just a bit more of a serious character so so uh, the other thing that you'll always get with jeff johns is he'll haul your character back to the best possible version um the, the version from smallville uh, well i mean ac is a great version michael i wouldn't call him the best version um of Aquaman out there. Um I, I personally for me, 
the best version of Aquaman is the brave and the bold one. Because um, I just love that character. I think he's an mm. amazingly larger than life thing. But but um, Jeff Johns hauled him back. He got rid of Mera. He paired all that back. And, and really, um, one of the things that's very interesting about the new series, or the new series then, was uh, all the meta humor. Um, for example... Aquaman, the opening scene of the Aquaman thing is he saves the day from a bunch of, of cops and robbers. Um, yeah. And he's bulletproof, super strong, and it kind of shows off his power set in a great way. Um, and then the other thing uh, that happens, Michael, is he sits down in a diner and he orders uh, the fish special. The old fish and chips. And the, wa- the waiter goes, uh, you can't do that. And Aquaman says, why not? And he says, well, aren't they your friends? And he goes, I'm not friends with fish. Um, and you know this is, this is an interesting thing, Michael. You know, it's it's a it's a recognition of a food chain. It's a recognition of not all fish are created equal. Um, yeah. you know, it raises some interesting questions. But throughout the series, there are jokes made about this kind of the misconceptions of Aquaman. Hmm. You know, uh, don't you talk to fish? And he constantly has to kind of state, "I don't talk to fish." But does you know, he talk to fish? Yeah, I mean, he does talk to fish, Michael. We all know yeah, what, so, we, we so all know he talk talks to you. fish. Get a hold of yourself, Aquaman. But anyway, this this has kind of led to a resurgence in the character. I, I have always been a fan of Aquaman, um, Michael, because once upon a time, and this is a little trip down memory lane for Benjamin. Here we go, yeah. Um, my my father, who who knew I was getting into comics at the time, um, mm-hmm. and used to work in Dunleary, went to the Oxfam in Dunleary, um, just to, just to have a little mooch on his lunch break. Tell people what an Oxfam is, Ben. Uh, Oxfam is a charity organisation that receives secondhand goods and sells them on. All profits made go back to charity here in Ireland. Um, allegedly, allegedly, but Oxfam is a bit of a dodgy organisation at the best of times. Um, uh, if you or anyone you know wants to sponsor Oxfam, uh, do a bit of research first. I wouldn't just jump in there with two feet um, running so that's the end of Oxfam for us they won't be sponsoring us anytime soon No. but anyway back when my father didn't know any of this he was in the Oxfam store and he saw a big old box of comics Michael on the floor and, and rather interesting to him Michael um, because they were all a little bit damaged and a little bit worn um, yeah. they were they were all on sale the whole box for a tenner how cheap Ben um, there was about 50 comics in that box Michael it was a bloody bargain Um. And my father, being the, the kind and supportive man that he always has been, um, yes. knew his son was getting into comics. We just picked up the box, paid the tenner and brought it home to me. What a good egg. Apro- apropos of nothing, Michael. Oh, I was, classic. I was, I was, I would say around 15 years old, Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was in the middle of my junior cert. I was, I was a virgin, Michael. <laughs> I was having a real tough time, Michael. Yeah. Because um, it was a bloody, bloody, I wasn't getting any. Yeah, you and could relate to Aquaman. I could relate to Aquaman. Aquaman wasn't getting any. Um, and, um, so my dad just comes home apropos of nothing and plonks down mm-hmm. a big box of comics in front of me there was yep. no study done that evening Michael I yep. was reading comics and in there yep. was your uh, magic hand wasn't getting anything wet nothing wet Michael um, uh, if anything it was giving me bloody burns um, <laughs> it is <laughs> friction abounded Michael yep. um, but anyway Anyway, enough of my prepubescent sex life. No, that wasn't prepubescent. Mid-pubescent sex life. Yeah. Um, and what was in the box, Ben? The bloody 90s run of Aquaman, Michael. There was a whole 90s run of Aquaman. And I loved him. I loved all the edgy things as a 15-year-old is one to do. The I grim thought he was and great. gritty Peter David so Aquaman. I've, yeah, bloody grim and gritty Peter David Aquaman. Um, and it was great, Michael. I, I really enjoyed it. But the new run is just mm-hmm. fantastic. Some of the best writing... Because the the great thing about the the new run, Michael, is that 
it has the whole world of the undersea to play with. There's a whole mm. mythology there that hasn't been expanded in DC Comics before. Um, and I think that's given a lot of room for creators to play around. Uh, a special was just launched there the other week, Michael. Uh, last This week, this very week, this week of recording. This very week, yes. Uh, called The Drowned Earth. Um, right. And basically the gods of other planets, the kind of aqua beings of other planets, mm-hmm. um, have come to Earth to... Um, basically bring back the old Atlanteans. Atlantis has two iterations. There's ancient Atlantis and there's modern day Atlantis. So there's Atlantis and there's Atlantis for Atlantis. Exactly. And, uh, you know, all the political issues that that, that exist in something like that. Um, mm. But anyway, these things have come back and the Earth is currently being submerged underwater in, um, in DC Comics. And more importantly, the water is infectious and it's turning people into kind of sea monsters think oh, the that's monster, good, but at least it'll survive the monster from the black lagoon mm. uh for everyone for everyone or the shape of water or the shape of water that's an even better analogy michael thank you very much um yep yeah, so it's interesting to see that but some of the most interesting content is coming out of there and um it's really interesting to see mira uh, the wife of aquaman um has become a really huge character in her own right she has her own mini series going at the moment and the two have become very much a duo because she's going to be in the film, you see, Ben. She's, she's going it's to cross be cross-promotional It's cross-promotion, but she has been heading that way for a long time. Mira has always been as strong as Aquaman and vice versa. Um, and it's kind of interesting to see that dynamic. We don't often see a strong wife-husband duo in comics anymore. Ant-Man and the Wasp. A lot of lone wolfing. Not husband and wife, Michael. And in the comics, he beat her up. Um, well... We do an episode on that. We'll do an episode on that a little bit later. Um, but I mean, Aquaman himself um, has spawned many great characters. Uh, fan favorite is Black Manta. Everybody hates Black mm-hmm. Manta. He's real evil, real bad egg. Aqua baby. Um, he was recently Aqua baby. What a tool. Um, yeah, just not a good guy. But one of the big breakaways um, there, Michael, was um, Aqualad from from now almost legendary status animated show, uh, Young Justice. Yeah, Aqualad is a huge fan favorite. Um, mm. actually, the 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 estranged son of Black Manta, dun, dun, yeah. dun. and he has he has water magic. He has water magic, and he is the leader as opposed to Robin. Um, mm. great character, great voice acting. Um, huge fan favorite. You know, it's interesting to see how this character has spawned so much, and he has always remained a tenant of the DC universe. He's never really gone away for very long, Michael. Um, no, it's interesting. It's interesting, to see. Ben. Just thinking about the film Justice League because he's in that. You see, yeah, played by the wonderful Jason Momoa, who just plays yeah. himself. Yeah, yeah. He plays himself. Here's the thing, Ben. Isn't it odd? This isn't even about Aquaman. Okay. But one of the most important things about the Justice League is that there are seven of them. Yeah, unite the seven, right? Michael. There's always yeah. seven. Yeah. Right. Like even if you look at pastiches of the justice league one of the ways you, you do a justice league pastiche is to have seven of them yeah you, have you look to at have marvel squadron supreme there's seven mm-hmm. if you look at the boys there's the seven yeah the there's seven. always seven there's always and then seven. in the bloody film there were only six of them bullshit michael what were they thinking ben bullshit michael should have let us do it we should have done it michael we should be doing yeah. all the superhero movies michael i don't know what hollywood's thinking some of them maybe all, ben, all of them, Michael. Oh, you heard me. I didn't misspeak. 
I don't know if you've been keeping track of this, but in the current Avengers run, Namor is up to something as well, attacking the surface world. There was there was a very vicious series of panels um, put into the L comics there where he fed a former ally to um, a former Avenger, Stingray. Yeah. Stingray, yeah. To some big fuck-off sharks, Michael. Yeah, he's uh, recruiting all of the undersea characters to lead a kind of undersea Avengers kind of deal. Namor's I can't just... remember what they're called. Aquavengers? Aqua Defenders? Oh, fuck it. Namor's a dick. He is a dick. But Ben, do you think that that may be due to the fact that there is a, a an Aquaman movie coming out and they're trying to get some of that sweet, sweet underwater money? Well, I think it's interesting, Michael, that, that Namor is threatening to flood. Oh, there it is there. That's a nice cover. Um, it, it's interesting there that Namor is threatening to flood the surface world. Defenders of the Deep. Def- oh, fuck. That's a shit name. Um yeah, but um, I find it interesting, Michael, that um, oh yeah, Jesus, that's a lot of that's a lot of torso. Um, yeah, um, I find it interesting, Michael, that in in classic kind of Marvel DC style, Marvel or DC has just released their Drowned Earth series, mm-hmm. and now Marvel is threatening to do a Drowned Earth series all their own. That's what I'm saying. Isn't it'll it interesting? Pro- they're getting that sweet underwater money. Yeah, it'll probably be called Sunken Planet. Who Ben? Who are your favorite underwater characters, bar Aquaman? Bar Aquaman. Um, that's a good question, Michael. Um, I don't really have personally. Any... I like I like Abe Sapien. Abe Sapien is a great underwater character, Michael. You beat me to it. Well played, sir. Actually, one of the one of the evil Batman in the DC Metal series was the drowned, uh, drowned, the drowned. I think that's what she was called. She was an evil gender bent version of um, underwater Batman Aquaman. Ba- underwater Batman Aquaman. Great, great character. Um, very dark, very twisted. Um, I, in terms of other characters, Michael, I don't know that many. Did you ever read Fathom? I did. Uh, no, I know what Fathom is. It's the L. Michael Turner bikini-clad gig. Yeah. Uh, any good? Any good, Michael? I've never read it. No, I never read it either. Um, right, that's a great note to end on, ladies and gentlemen. Both your hosts don't know uh, <laughs> one of the things. Uh, do Probably you have a favourite? So. Do you have a favourite underwater character? Do you agree with us? Do you think Namor is a bit of a dick? Um, he is a bit of a dick. What would your underwater superhero name be? Mine would be Splish Splash. Uh, mine would be still a bit damp. Um, yeah, yours uh, would be Aquaben. Aquaben would probably definitely be it. Um, if you would like to see Aquaben's call to action, take a look at our Instagram page there. Um, Michael has definitely real hair and it, uh, has released a call no, to ben, action. No, Ben, that's a wig. That oh, is a wig. Feck, you that got me again, Michael. Hair. I've lost another yeah, round of again. wigger, wigger real, wigger real. Uh, but seriously, folks, um, I know we're a shite podcast, but do leave us a review down there on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> um, podcasting gold um, across the airwaves there. Uh, no, but seriously, do you like Aquaman? Has Aquaman got a special place in your heart? Um did your mother try to put gills in your throat to teach you to swim um, yeah. let us know this do and any other underwater facts down below Abe Sabian's a fucking great character Michael that was yeah, a good, good, character, a good yeah. shout he's a good underwater man good shout good mm-hmm. shout anyway that's all from us folks uh, we're on Instagram as usual you will see this on YouTube if you're listening to us on YouTube give us now a comment down below if you listen to this anywhere else get in touch with us we'd love to hear from you <laughs> that was goodbye in Atlantean Boom.